0: We've waited all off season. It's the revenge tour for the devils after being knocked out in the second round against the Carolina hurricanes. They want to take back what's theirs. Time does not heal the wound, but it's game one of many, but this could be a good first step. It's game day. Once again, as the New Jersey devils will take on the Detroit red wings and also Lindy Ruff is back on a multi-year extension. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils Podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kod Hockey by Play Announcer, Dell's Rider for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential Mia member Trey Matthews. Happy game day to all those who celebrate the games count for real. The New Jersey Devils will be taking on the Detroit Red Wings later tonight at the Rock game one of 82. It's hard to believe that the 2023 2024 season is now officially here, at least for the devil side of things. So, in today's episode, I'm going to give you guys some interesting content. So, this is an episode that I've been sitting on for quite a while. And what better way to uh, go into the new season than to make some five bold takes that can either come back to bite me or make me seem like a genius? So, it could go either way. So, that's a little later in the episode, but Before we get into the bold takes, we need to talk about Lindy Ruff. So the day before the season starts for real, Tom Fitzgerald decided to give us one more major move, and that was extending Lindy Ruff for a few more seasons. It was a multi-year deal. So in the first segment, we'll read the official report courtesy of the Devils PR team. I will give you guys my thoughts on the matter and also determine if it was the Right move for the Devils. So to start off, the Devils announced yesterday that the team had re-signed head coach Lindy Ruff to a multi-year contract extension. The announcement was made by executive vice president and general manager Tom Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald was quoted to say, We're incredibly fortunate as an organization to have Lindy Ruff back behind the bench to help guide this group who've made significant strides under his leadership. I have always believed that Lindy was and continues to be the right man behind the bench for this team. From the beginning, he's done a tremendous job piloting our young group, and we're excited to see this team's continued success under his watch as we take the next step. Ruff was quoted to say, I'm thrilled to commit here to this situation and couldn't be any prouder of the great progress this group made last season. We have a special group in Jersey, and there's an opportunity to accomplish long-term success, make a lot of positive memories and give our fans a lot to cheer about because our Devils fan base is one of the best in the league. I'm sure he's just saying that because I'm sure everyone says that, and they deserve to see a winner. Now, that is true. The Devils have gone through a lengthy rebuild for, what, like 10 or so years because the last time that they were actually competitive in the playoffs, you would have to go back to 2012 when they went to the Stanley Cup Finals and took on the LA Kings and unfortunately lost them. Yes, they went to the playoffs in 2018 under the leadership of Taylor Hall. That was his Hart Memorial Trophy campaign. But let's face it, that team was far from being competitive. And that series against the Tampa Bay Lightning showed it. So Ruff is absolutely right. The Devils fan base deserves to see a winner. And they sort of got a brief preview of what's to come last season because i think the devils can definitely build off of that great success similar to what ruff alluded to so ruff is one of the most successful head coaches in nhl history ranking first in wins 834 among active coaches on october 18th 2023 ruff became the fifth winningest coach in league history With his 783rd victory, he would go on to earn his 800th career win on November 26, 2023, and is one of six NHL coaches all-time with 800 or more career wins. Entering the 2023-2024 season, Russ' 834 wins are 15 victories behind Ken Hitchcock, 849, for fourth all-time among NHL coaches. So barring anything absolutely catastrophic happening, Ruff is going to uh, surpass Hitchcock for fourth all-time for uh, winning as head coaches. As New Jersey's 19th head coach in franchise history, Ruff has a 98-98-24 regular season record since joining the club in 2020-2021 seasons. Let me read that to you guys again because, no, I did not stutter. His record is 98-98-24, just to make that clear. And his 98 wins rank fifth all-time For Devils head coaches, the veteran coach led New Jersey to a franchise record 52 wins and 112 points this past season as part of the 52-win season. Ruffin the Devils tied a franchise record 13-game win streak from October 25th to November 21st, 2022, and it was also an NHL best for the 2022-2023 season. We all know the Devils' 49-point increase from the 2021 2022 season to just last year under Lindy Ruff from fire rough to sorry Ruff to extend Ruff. It was definitely some sort of phenomenon in Newark, New Jersey, and it ranked the league's lowest to highest point differential season to season in NHL history since the league established an 82-game schedule in 1995-1996. Under Ruff, the Devils also advanced past the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time since 2012, like I just mentioned, after defeating the New York Rangers in seven games. So Ruff has been around the block as a player and obviously as a head coach. So he was a longtime Buffalo Sabres coach. He went on to coach for the Dallas Stars. He was uh, a defensive coach for the New York Rangers before joining the Devils. So Ruff has seen a thing or two while being in the National Hockey League. Now, many of you are probably wondering, it's a multi-year extension, so how much longer will Ruff hypothetically be the head coach for the Devils? Well, Ryan Obazinski of NJ.com asked him that question, and Ruff didn't really specify. So if I had to make an educated guess, because if you guys recall, Ruff opted into another year of his original deal. So that extended him for at least this season, but now it's a new multi-year extension. So If I had to make an educated guess and this is just pure speculation on my end, I would say probably anywhere from two to three years because Ruff is getting up there in age a little bit. Obviously, when it comes to uh, coaches in the NHL, they're not really given all that big of a leash. In fact, Tariq El bashir who covers the Washington Capitals, a former writer for The Athletic and uh, a correspondent on NHL, TNT and uh, NHL Network. He said that there's a reason why NHL coaches have the shortest tenure in any of the major sporting leagues, but digressing a little bit, that's my educated guess. Two to three years gives rough some leniency in terms of like, what he's, what does he want to do afterwards? Because I made the assumption saying that it's really up to Lindy, how much further he wants to go, because obviously he's taking this devil's team to new heights. The players respond really well to him. They seem to like him. And we'll talk about that momentarily, but I think it was up to Ruff to see how much longer he wanted to go as a head coach. So I think he found the happy median. So multi-year extension, because we don't really know if it's two years or hell it could be 10 years for all we know. But I, I if I had to make an educated guess, I would say two to three years, but don't quote me on that. So like I said, moments ago, the players have responded really well to Lindy Ruff. So I was present during locker room cleanouts months back at the beginning of the summer and every player had nothing but kind words to say in regards to Lindy Ruff. And it's something that I've been talking about the past couple seasons. If Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer really wanted Ruff gone, he would have been gone already. So, according to Amanda Stein on the X Page app, she shared a quote courtesy of Jack Hughes. And Hughes said, I think that just for me, Lindy has allowed me to develop as a player and allowed me to be me, and that's the best part about Lindy. He's just allowed me to be myself, and he's empowered me. For once, Hughes elaborated even further, and he said, and at the same time, he's coached me hard, but you know, he's been the guy that's gotten me to where I'm at in my career, and I just got a lot of respect from him. So once again, the players respond really well for him. I'm really glad that Ruff is going to be the head coach for the Devils, for the foreseeable future, because I think he is the correct man to be behind the bench for the devils, because it's something I've been talking about the last few few years in his first couple seasons. He wasn't really given a fair chance to really thrive because obviously you had to factor in the 2021 56 game COVID year. He wasn't really given a fair shot to really get his system in place. And then 2021, 2022, it was more or less the same, especially in the first half of the year. Dealt with a lot of injuries. Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, Mackenzie Blackwood. All those players couldn't stay relatively healthy. So that kind of put Ruff into a, a little bit of a predicament. So I think for Ruff, once he was given that fair shot, because the Devils didn't really deal with that many injuries last year. Obviously, some that come to mind are, are Nathan Bastian and maybe a few other nagging injuries for a few players. But for the most part, the Devils star players suited up in most of the games. So that really helped Ruff thrive and basically it put a spotlight on him, showing like he is a good coach. And I know people were a little impatient after the first two games of the year, but I'm glad that Ruff was able to silence a lot of the haters and he was a Jack Adams finalist just a few months back. So congratulations to Lindy Ruff. He is a correct man behind the bench for Devils. Players love him, love his system. And who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Because even though he's more of an old school NHL coach and he's seen greater success early on during his coaching tenure, I think he's been able to adapt as the years have progressed. And I think he really found his niche with this Devils team. And I wish I could have asked him this question, which is, What's so different about this New Jersey team compared to some of the other teams you've coached in the past? And I'm sure he'll say a lot of things and he'll give high praise to his players. And the one thing I like about Ruff is that he doesn't throw his players on the, under the bus. He trusts his gut. And I think it's really panned out well for him. So congratulations to the Devils' is 2023 Jack Adams finalist, Lindy Ruff. Okay, let's get into something that I've been sitting on for quite a while. So we're going to talk about some bold takes heading into the 2023-2024 season. So in this segment, segment two, I will give some honorable mentions and we'll go over about two uh, bold takes that I have in mind. So keep in mind, bold takes are not exactly hot takes. So I'm not going to say like Nathan Bastion is going to lead the devils in scoring. That is a hot take and a half. No one's going to agree with that. People are going to say that I'm crazy. That I belong in some sort of asylum. So if I were to say that out in the internet sphere, so that's not uh, the kind of direction I'm going to go in. Bold takes are more of like takes that people might be on the fence about saying, okay, I can understand that. Or, I guess that I can see where you're coming from in that regard. So once again, bold takes, just happy medium between a normal take and a hot take. So not exactly normal, but not a hot take either. And that's basically just my definition of it. Now, before I get into it, I'm not going to say things like, Jack Hughes will win the Hart Trophy, or Luke Hughes will win the Calder Trophy, or Nico Heischer will win the Selkie. The Devils will become 2024 Stanley Cup champions. No, 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 no. That's too easy. It's been done before. Let's switch it up. So here are some honorable mentions, and these takes are discussions I've had in the past and I just want to bring them back into the lights. So honorable mention number one, and this is something I talked about back in June. Now, the Devils are going to roll with their same leadership group from last year, which was Nico Hesher as the captain, Jack Hughes, and Andre Palop being alternate captains. Now, my thing is, and I released an article for Pucks and Pitchforks about this a few weeks back, I think Eric Halla should be an alternate captain for the Devils. And Here's why it's because he's beloved in the locker room. He does a little bit of everything, he knows how to make the people around him better. He's a fan favorite, and at the same time, in the words of Jack Hughes, he was a dog for the Devils and he was a huge X factor as to why the Devils were so successful just this past season. And if you guys remember, in all the years that Hala's been in the league, he's been on playoff caliber teams. In fact, in his entire NHL career. He's only missed the playoffs once, and that was due to injury, and he was with the Vegas Golden Knights at the time. But that Golden Knights team still went to the playoffs. He just didn't suit up in it. So my thing for Hala, and I get that Andre has championship pedigree, but I think Hala just brings just a different dynamic, like does a little bit of everything, great veteran piece. He's been around the block before. Yes, he doesn't have championship pedigree, but he knows what it takes to get to that point and it seems he's very beloved in the locker room, and he's a newly formed fan favorite because people started to like him towards the end of the season. So that's my honorable mention. Honorable mention number two, Alexander Holtz will improve, but he's not going to be all that impactful. I think he's going to be solid at best. I think at this point, Tom Fitzgerald is just trying to groom Alexander Holtz for the trade market. So it's something I've been talking about, which is if we look back at the 2020 NHL draft, and we look at the first round, the Devils had three selections. They selected Alexander Holtz first, then Dawson Mercer, and then the surprising one was Shakir Mukamadoulin. Now, Mukamadoulin was used as a trade piece in the Timo Meyer deal. Dawson Mercer has blossomed into a very good player, and he's one of the reasons why the top six might be very scary for the Devils. But for Alexander Holtz, it's just the, uh, the same story for him the past couple years, which is he lights it up in Utica, he lights it up on a national scale with Team Sweden, but if he's playing with New Jersey, he doesn't really perform all that well. So my thing for Holtz is that maybe a change of scenery, I don't really know, could help him blossom into the player that I think people were expecting from him because I saw a comment in the last episode on YouTube and basically this person said that they wouldn't be surprised if Holtz did actually blossom into uh, a player that he's been compared to in Philip Forsberg, just with a different team, because I think Holtz has been hindered by the devil's success. So I get that. And I really hope he does blossom into something special because he's too talented to be wasted in the NHL. So will it be with New Jersey or will it be with a different team? We don't really know, but I really hope he's a solid asset. And once again, I hope he proves me wrong. Okay, let's go over some of my top five bold takes. Now, keep in mind, I'm not really good at ranking these types of things. In fact, when I did my uh, most memorable moments halfway through the year last year, I didn't list them in any specific order. They just came to mind. So these are in no particular order. So to start off, Shimon Nemets will have to wait until next year possibly to really showcase what he can do. And the reason I say that is like, If Colin Miller gets accustomed to the devil system and he is able to do what he was able to do with Dallas last year, at least for the regular season, then Shimon Nemec, the only time in which he'll be brought back up to the roster to showcase his skill set is if there's a player injured. Now, if Colin Miller or Brendan Smith aren't really cutting it, then you can best believe that Nemec is going to see a few games here and there. But I think for this season, I think the plan for Nemec is that He's going to have a cup of coffee in the NHL. He'll play in a few games, but I think next year will quantify as his rookie year with the Devils. And I think that's when we're going to see him really thrive because I don't think Colin Miller is in the long-term plan for the Devils. I don't think Brendan Smith is in the long-term plan for the Devils either. So I think Shimon Nemetz's best bet is to wait next year. So that way he could get a much bigger role. He uh, improves his game in Utica he gets more accustomed to North American style hockey. He cleans up some of those mistakes and he's able to really thrive. So Luke Hughes, he said one of the reasons why he was able to clean up some of his kinks that a lot of people were critiquing him on was that he spent another year at the university of Michigan because he could have very well signed his entry level contract after, after his freshman year, he had proven to be the real deal, but he said he wanted to spend another year because there was no rush. So that's my thing for Shimon Nemetz. There's no rush for him, but I don't want to put any pressure on him, but maybe next year will be his year to really shine, and it could be this year, but that's one of my bull takes. I think for Shimon Nemets' best case scenario, maybe wait till next year until you're guaranteed that bigger role, because I, I promise you, Nemets is very close if he's not there already. Number four, don't expect Timo to be a 40-goal scorer. So, I'm not saying he's not capable of doing it. We saw it last year, but his role is going to be a little different. Now, he's going to be a huge help on the power play for the Devils. But I think for for Meyer and what uh, the Devils are going to be asking from him is that he is going to bring physicality to the team. So I look back to that first series against the New York Rangers because – Meyer didn't record a single point, but he was still very effective. He was creating shots for himself. He was creating shots for others. He was being a pest out there. He was getting into the minds of Igor Shosturkin. And ultimately, Meyer did have to pay the piper when he took a nasty hit from Jacob Truba. But at the same time, Meyer is capable of scoring. But I'm more excited to see what he brings from a physical standpoint. I'm more excited to see how he creates open looks for Uh, uh, Jack Hughes or Nico Kiescher or whatever the case might be, whatever line he's going to be on. So I think the assist numbers are definitely going to go up for Meyer. And the productivity, even if it doesn't result in a single point for the game, you're still going to feel his impact. So that's my thing, which is I don't need Timo to be a 40-goal scorer to be effective for the Devils. And my thing is, like, the Devils are, I think they're going to look for Jack Hughes, Nico Kiescher, and Jesper Bratt to, to do a boatload of the scoring the Devils with Timo and Tyler being plan B if your plan A isn't working so that's my I guess bold take for Timo Meyer now we're going to talk about a few other bold takes I have in mind for the Devils but before we continue it is the start of the new NHL season for the Devils obviously so why not make some extra money on them so head over to FanDuel so I know the NHL is back but You need to snap into the action for the NFL season. So go Giants, go Jets, whomever you root for with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com. And why don't you bet on the Devils' money lines, props, etc. But please remember to do so responsibly. And now, let me tell you guys about Sleeper. So I'm in the midst of my fantasy football season. But the NHL season is finally here. The Devils have high expectations this season, like I talked about on the previous episode. I absolutely love the NHL. And I know you do, too. That's why I want to tell you about the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of Locked On NHL Network, and it's my go-to for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. So once again, I use it for my fantasy football. I enjoy playing with my buddies back home, but you should use the promo code Locked On NHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit, Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for detail. Okay, let's look at three more bold takes I have for Devils going into the new year. I've been hovering on this for quite some time. I've been talking a lot about it during the summer. And I think we saw it on full display during the preseason. But I say the Devils are going to be a top Five power play team in the NHL. Now I don't know if you consider that a hot take or a bold take, but I have been saying anywhere from top five to top ten. But you know what? I'm feeling it just a little bit. I saw it during preseason. I know I normally say take preseason with a grain of salt, but it seems like the Travis greenhouse—see what I did there—greenhouse effect is really coming into fruition. Seems like the Devils have been clicking. Their power play looks a lot faster. They're passing the puck a, a lot less, and actually. Shooting the damn puck so that way they can create good looks for himself, they could get more rebound opportunities. So, I've been liking what I've been seeing on the Devils' power play. And with the amount of talent they have, why not? Why can't they be a top five power play team? So, you got a superstar in Jack Hughes, you got Nico Heasher, you got Timo Meyer, Dougie Hamilton, or Luke Hughes, uh, Tyler Tofoli, Dawson Mercer, Eric Holla. This team is way too talented to be a mediocre power play team. So. Their penalty kill was really good last year. It was one of the best in the NHL, but I think it's time for the devils is power play unit to become a top five powerhouse in the entire NHL. So that is one of my bold takes. It's one of my more positive bold takes because I don't know how you guys are feeling after my first couple of bold takes. I don't know if you want to like uh, come up to my door with a pitchfork and, uh and some fire, but at, I'm just saying like, let's shift over to something more positive. Now, Another bold take, Dawson Mercer this season, he will be a fringe all-star player, similar to Jesper Bratt. Now, as you guys know, Jesper Bratt got off to a really good start last year, but he started to fizzle out during the month of December, at least late December, and then early January, and there was a push to try to get Jesper Bratt to go to the all-star game in Florida, but he would have had to rely too much on the advanced analytics in order to actually have a legitimate chance. So I consider Jesper Bratt to be a fringe all-star. I do not consider Nico Heischer a fringe all-star, even though he got snubbed last year, because he sure has been to the all-star game before. So, and remember, Heischer sure finished second in the Selkie award. So just putting that out there. So Heischer sure is already an all-star in my eyes, but digressing a little bit. So Jesper Bratt was sort of a fringe all-star. And I think the same could be said for Dawson Mercer because. He's going to be given a bigger role. He's going to have better line mates to begin the year because no disrespect to like Yegor, Sharon Govich, and what, Alexander Holtz last year. But what can Dawson Mercer do with that? I think those were Dawson Mercer's line mates to begin the year. But once Mercer was brought up from the third and fourth line to the top six, we really saw Mercer take his game to new heights. We saw him go on that goal streak, that point streak, especially during the month of February so I really think that Mercer can take his game to new heights, and I think he could sort of be like a fringe all-star player, similar to Jesper Bratt. Now, will he actually get to the all-star game? I'm going to bet my bottom dollar and say no, but I think he's going to turn some heads. So I'm really confident in what Dawson Mercer can do this season for the Devils. So fringe all-star, I think he'll take his game to new heights, but I don't think it's going to be anything significant where fans are like, we got to get them into the all-star game. Now, my top bold take, I think, is Eastern Conference Final or Bust for New Jersey. Because they improved, and now you got Timo Meyer for a full season. You made your top six stronger with Tyler Foley. It seems like he, Jesper Bratt, and Jack Hughes have good chem. We'll see what happens with VTech Van checking and Akira Schmidt, but We saw Schmid really perform well in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs against the New York Rangers. We saw VTAC Manchek have a big, productive season, able to rack up 30-plus wins, the first Devils goalie since Martin Brodeur years back to do it. And in terms of the defense, you got a Calder-capable winning player in Luke Hughes. Dougie Hamilton is one of the top 50 players in the NHL, according to NHL Network. And John Marino, Jonas Siegenthaler, I think they have made huge strides in their game. Same with Kevin Ball. Kevin Ball, I think it's going to be a huge surprise for the Devils. Forgive me if I'm missing a few other people. But I think for the Devils, it's really time for them to get to the Eastern Conference Final and actually be a legitimate Stanley Cup winning team. So I didn't say they'll win the Stanley Cup. I just said, I think my floor for the Devils, Eastern Conference Final. I know I'm putting a lot of pressure on them. But last season, I said they weren't ready due to the lack of experience at the playoffs. And I felt like there were some other teams that were more talented. I said, if they get out the first round, I think that's a win for them. But if they get to the Eastern Conference Final, then we can actually start comparing them to some of those uh, Devils uh, teams that took a while to win the Stanley Cup, but were able to become a Stanley Cup winning franchise as soon as they got a sniff of the Eastern conference final. I remember talking to Ken Danico about this back in August, where when the devils got their first sniff at the playoffs, after uh, being snubbed and being called a Mickey mouse franchise by Wayne Gretzky that really lit a fire under them to get to the playoffs and get there more consistently. So I think the same can be said for his devils team, obviously different play style, different era, way different players because it's more offensive centric and, Defense is not the same as it was during the Scott Stevens and Candanico days. Let's be, let's be real here, but digressing a little bit. I'm just saying like the devils can definitely take their team to new heights. And I think, why not? Why can't they get to the Eastern conference final? I could, they finish first in the Metro. I I think that's possible. I know the Carolina Hurricanes are the team to beat, but the devils were right on their tail just this past season. So that's my prediction for the devils. I'd say. Eastern conference final or this season was a bit of a setback because I don't think they're satisfied with getting to the second round this year. I think it's time to take it to another level. So let me know what you guys think about my bold takes and please be polite because I get it. Some bold takes might be a little more bold for lack of a better term than some others. And I don't know how you guys feel about them. It was just something I wanted to try new. And obviously I have big expectations for devils going into the new year, but it's game day, guys. So, uh, if you're done uh, listening to this episode, uh, hit me up on my personal X Page app at treymap 4 and the show's X Page app at Locked on Devils. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube at Trey's episode. That's all the time I have for you. So, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils. Hockey is back in New Jersey once more.